As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene, was good? But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. The FBI was tired. Of, they probably were getting DMs left and right. Hey, man, I saw this in the sky yesterday. Y'all might look into this. They're like, oh, shit, these motherfuckers. They know. <laughs> these niggas don't sleep. Everybody's up. Hey, Federal, <laughs> you up? Uh, yeah, hey, is- man. That's- <laughs> I saw a flying, it looked like a George Foreman grill. Like a big-ass George Foreman grill. <laughs> <This guy. laughs> Yep, yep, yep. There it is. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another phenomenal, devastating episode of My Mama Told Me, the podcast where we dive deep, deep into the pockets of the black conspiracy theories. And we finally work to prove that Bill Cosby's eye is, in fact, a horcrux. He has split his soul, ladies and gentlemen. The man is going to live to 150. And unless we stab that eye with a very special sword, his, <laughs> his, his danger, the threat that he represents to the world will continue. This is a fact. I don't even know that that's a conspiracy theory. It's just a goddamn fact. I'm your host. Langston Kerman. I'm excited to be here. I'm having a pretty good day. I had uh, tater tots for lunch. So bitch, watch out. Ain't no telling how how I'm going to show up. They were they had a little freezer burn on them. So, you know, you know that the vitamins were packed in tight. They were sealed with deliciousness. I loved them. And I, you know what? Even more important, I love the guest today. My guest today, he's hilarious. I've known him for years. He, he's done all kinds of comedy around LA. He's from LA. He demanded that I tell you all he's from Los <laughs> Angeles. Apparently that means something to him. I don't give a fuck where he's from, but I do like his comedy. He has amazing podcasts on Spotify called Nosy Neighbors. You're going to love him. Please give it up for my guest, Mr. Chenadu Unaka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What up, Langston? How you doing, boss? Good to see you, man. 
I'm excited you're here. All the LA teams are out, so I feel like you you only have time to concentrate on comedy at this point. Facts, man. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy. I got nobody to root for no more. I can just focus again. You know. You just work on being, just be the funniest motherfucker you can be. I love that. Yeah. And speaking of funny, you came to me with a a conspiracy theory that I. I had never heard before, I'll say. I've never heard this conspiracy theory before. It feels mm-hmm. like, and I said this to you already, it feels like this one is of your own cooking. That like maybe this is one you're just trying to spread on your own. And I'm I can't wait for us to dig into it. But you said my mama told me. The government hasn't rolled out aliens they found yet because they're training them to hate niggas first. Yes, this is what I believe with my tell, whole heart. Tell me now, more. I got to know more. Now, I can't put this on my mama. It was just, <laughs> I was in a shower, you know, thinking about the aliens. I was like, man, why haven't they? Because I remember they mentioned them during uh-huh. the quarantine. And then that was it. There was no update. Yep. You know, uh, nobody rolls out once a week like Dr. Fauci did. Just give yeah. us update. <laughs> you know, like, like well, that was very open about COVID. It was always an update. I loved it. Right. They should have a small Jewish man come out every week and say, hey, hey by the we're way. teaching them how to brush their teeth now. Yep. They're, they're learning how to use the toilets. Nothing. Yeah. They're just quiet about it, which makes me, okay, cool. It's evil intent going on. You know, mm-hmm. and I just, I, I, I was just wondering. And then this thought came in my head. It might be my mama's spirit that told me that like, yo, they're teaching these aliens to hate black people first. And then Whoa. they're going to drop them off in Africa and pretend like these aliens just have an issue with dark skin. Whoa. To wipe out the land, take the raw materials officially, and use okay. Africa like they're, like they're Mars. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. All right. Now, this, this adds a little flavor to it that I yeah. had not uh, yet been privy to in, in the initial introduction of your conspiracy theory. But I love yeah. where this is going. So mm-hmm. you're saying that it isn't just that they're teaching them to hate us because they personally are not fans of us as well. Right. We all know whites and, and blacks. We have a bit of a tumultuous relationship. But you're saying that it's bigger than that, that they're going to train these aliens to hate black people and then subsequently send them to black land so that they can usurp that land and murder. All, they, they can commit genocide without being obligated to the murders that they get to be clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God damn. That's devastating, bro. You feel me now? I don't, you know, it's really about money. It's not even like, Oh man, we just hate niggas the most. It's just, yeah. A lot of the pure materials is in Africa all these different things. And it, it, it might be just minorities across the board. Yep. At least the darker skinned ones. You know, I think the aliens, I don't know if they'll be talented enough to distinguish peller skin from peller skin, but like mm-hmm. Indians got to watch out. Black people got to watch out. Yep. You know, the really, the darker Latinos. Yeah. You know? so, so. Yeah. Filipinos, you're for on real. the cusp. You, y'all, come on now. You're on the cusp, man. For <laughs> real. So stay, stay out the sun until these aliens roll out. I think... I think I just imagine like scientists painting themselves in blackface and they're slapping the aliens periodically (laughs) just to build a hate in them. Like these are my enemies, you know, just, you know, drop them off and be like, and then the white folks can pretend to be helping us. Oh, we're trying to figure this out. And it was, 
Right. Whatever. I don't know how they kill yet, but I'm sure it's going to be quick and fast. So the, in your mind, this is full winter soldier type training, just making a, a burning hatred that's going to take years to, if ever, we're able to uncook from these aliens' brains, then by then they will be able to, like, defeat us. Mm-hmm. I feel like this always been the plan. Where do you think these aliens are coming from? I guess let's start there. Are they, mm-hmm. are these, is this just general space? Or do, or do you feel like this is specifically, like, they're coming from somewhere local? Like, where, where are these aliens sourced, I guess? Well, if they come local, they're no longer aliens, right? <laughs> so <laughs> they die to come from Taurus. Well, they have to be shame. outer space. Well, yeah. <laughs> Once they're not outer space, they're no longer aliens. Those hey, are, don't yeah. make me look dumb on my own podcast. <laughs> Just answer the goddamn question. Those those are immigrants. Now, <laughs> I don't know what... It's definitely from a different galaxy because I feel yep. like we, we searched our galaxy pretty well mm-hmm. for aliens. I watch a lot of uh, YouTube documentaries on outer space, parallel universes. Etc. Etc. And we've been sending pulses through space, and there's been reports of receiving things back. Yep. But just we just can't decipher what exactly is being sent. Yeah. So I feel like our location, people, you know, other life know of it, but they haven't been able to reach us, or maybe they have, and now they're being locked in New Mexico mm. under a very thick. Steel cage room, you know how to how they do yeah. with the steel, very thick. Yeah, they Can't love a thick steel. Bad Wi-Fi, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> so nobody could know they're there, and they tra- either they're training up to hate niggas, yeah, or Uh-oh. they're learning their technology so they can, you know, profit off it the most. I feel like Elon Musk has been let behind the curtain. That's why he got a head start. I'm like, oh yeah, mm-hmm, I'm a deal because mm-hmm. they know once the alien tech drop. He just plugged that bad boy in and his thing will be ready to go. It won't be crash landing like his last test. Or they're doing both. Yeah. They're doing both. So I, I'm glad you said that because I, I previously, I, I've done a few uh, alien documentaries. You know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll dabble in some of the alien conspiracy theory in it all. And yeah. there's this documentary that I, I love on Netflix called Unacknowledged that uh, basically is this this scientist, this dude, I think his first name is Steven. I can't remember his last name. I should remember if I'm going to uh, mention him. I should have just skipped over his name instead of scientist. But the point Steven. is, Dr. <laughs> Steven, uh, yeah. is, he's this guy who basically worked for the government for years and was like very a part of like all of their secret intel and information on on aliens and and the existence of them and what what the government knew about these aliens that in ufos that visit the planet and then Mm -hmm. ultimately he tries to expose that information and then gets put behind a bunch of red tape and and his life gets ruined and all this other shit because of his decision that said his whole point what he argues in the documentary is that these aliens are not coming here to attack us. They're actually coming here because they have such advanced technology that they could solve all of our problems. They could solve global warming. They could solve a bunch of the things that humans have done to the planet. But the powers that be, white people, have opted not to take those resources because too much of their money is already cooked into coal or steel or whatever the fuck it is yeah i could see that 100 percent. i mean the re- it's not like we can't solve climate change ourselves mm-hmm. it's just that there's too much money in 
the process of destroying the planet as a result, you know? And yes. when you don't put a cap on capitalism, it gets very bad, right? Because mm. people are going to fall into greed. Now, see, that sounds that sound like a T.D. Jakes line right there. That, hey, that yeah, sounds hey, like... Hey, I'm full of them, man. Is <laughs> <laughs> that when you don't put a cap on capitalism. <laughs> Do you hear me? When you don't put a fit on capitalism, <laughs> it can grow into an afro. <laughs> Out of control. I love that. But I think that's fair. And I think if we yeah. take that a step further into your conspiracy theory, what that suggests, at least, is they don't want to take advantage of the new technologies, but they can take advantage of these alien bodies to help eliminate bodies that have inconvenienced their ability to gain more of the resources they lean mm -hmm. on rather than focus on the resources they could develop in order to save us. So right. you kill off more black people and then take that land and get to mine more resources from the planet. Yep. Now, two things. One, I think I deserved a little bang, 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 bang on a capital, but it's too, it's too late. The moment has <laughs> But two. Hold on, wait. No, no. <laughs> you acknowledged it. Now I give it to you. Cap on capital. You want to do it again? I'll throw yeah, the yeah, button yeah. on right now. See, Go ahead. Hit me with it. See, this is what happens, uh -huh. uh, Doc, Dr. Kerman, when yep. you don't put <clears throat> a cap on capitalism. Ooh. Hit me. Ooh. Hey, look, I've had to at least get three. Okay, it it felt what. like the first time, honestly. Instead, <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It felt like you said it the first time. So here's the thing, though, too. I think uh, when the aliens do come, they it could be their tactics could be kind of misconstrued, right? When they get here, if their goal is to solve climate change and they see, well, there's a pest problem mm -hmm. on Earth and the pests are us, yep. you know, we're the pest. We're the biggest pest problem that the Earth has. Like we're killing the planet because mm -hmm. there's too many of us. And if they see that as a, their simple solution, because they can be very detached from death. Death might not be a big thing to yep. them. You know, it could just be like just a part of life that, you know, you sacrifice when you need to. Yeah. And they could see us as like, oh, this is a huge pest problem. There should be no more than, I don't know, two billion people on Earth. <laughs> and, right. and they just, you know, because I, I did see one documentary show saying the same way we look at animals rats and insects, et cetera, as having very little use to us and we mm -hmm. use them as needed, who's to say if whatever kind of living being finds us, that they're so advanced, they, they don't look at us like we're just insects. Yep. They will use us or kill us as they see fit with the same detachment that we have for fried chicken. Yeah. No, you know? I think that's that's fair. And we do know that because we think we're advanced, right? We pretend like we're not animals when in fact we pretty much are. We just yeah. socialize differently. But we right. know for a fact that other animals socialize as well. And despite that, we still bludgeon them with fucking bats and yeah. hard objects every year because we got a taste for them or we think it's funny or whatever the fuck. Like yeah. we, we see animals communicating with each other and it doesn't make us flinch. So yeah. there's a high possibility to your point that whatever space aliens or beings from out of this planet are also looking at us and like, these dumb fucks, I'll hit it with a baseball bat. I don't give a shit. Facts. You know, they see one 
Soldier Boy video, and it's a wrap. They just, <laughs> they're going to lose all respect for us. And you know, if they discover freaking Royal Star, or yeah, it's a wrap for us. You it's know? just Soldier Boy yelling, <laughs> "I used to sell crack," and they're like, "I'm a genius." <laughs> <laughs> and like, we got to kill him. This, this kill is him. what they are. This is he looks, he looks he looks tasty. <laughs> yeah, and and that's fair because I do know that, and I know enough people who have had one bad experience with a dog, and they're like, "Man, fuck dogs! I hate dogs!" And it's like, yeah. no, you hate that dog. dog that exactly. dog was a piece of shit. That dog right. was a soldier boy ass dog. But there's plenty of very talented, less obnoxious dogs that you could enjoy. Love to death, mm-hmm. literally. Yeah, you know, and I I think that's that's a big concern. I think that's why the science community is such a rush to try to discover life first, to see the threat before it gets here and to understand the threat, if at all, right? Maybe it's not a threat. Maybe it's something that's very helpful. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Let's take a a bit of a step back because I I do think this is going to help inform some of our choices in this episode. How much were, were you raised around believers in aliens, in sort of like this outer space type experience, if you will. Yeah. You know what? In my house, yep. I don't I don't even know if I was raised around believers of aliens because we didn't necessarily talk about it. It was like sex in the house. <laughs> Everybody was either having it or thinking about it. Yeah, we never talking about, it. <laughs> you know. So who knows? I like you the know? idea that you used to go up to your parents' door, and some days you would hear them having sex, and you'd be like, "I think they're having sex in there." And some days it would be quiet, and you're like, "I think they're talking about aliens." About aliens. <laughs> you just hear UFO sounds. I think they look. They watch some documentary. I think they're uh, wondering what's out there, out in the you skies. Because we definitely went to church and all these different things. Yeah, but you know, I was big on math, and so the probability of there not being life is a lot less likely mm-hmm. than the probability that there is other life out there. Right, space is just way too vast. And so you're saying your parents, I- at least in no way, were deniers of yeah. a- of aliens out in like they weren't people being like, no, they're God made humans. That's it. You're done. Yeah, I think their work schedule was too intense to have thoughts about too many other things. Sure. They worked they worked overtime a lot. <laughs> they got home exhausted. Yeah. Food, Lakers, sleep. Yeah. If that. Yeah. That was it. So they, And that is the interesting yeah. thing about the way that capitalism, if we can bring that back up, is mm-hmm. set up, is that if you are entrapped in it enough, it is freeing in some ways. And maybe yeah. freeing is the wrong word, but it does allow you to just focus on the essentials of your life rather than get distracted with like looking up at the skies and wondering what's what's above you and what's out there and all that stuff. Yeah. And I think technology allows this now with the extra time to have those thoughts, right? Right. You know, back when my mom and dad were young adults, they were, you know, trying to figure out how to get to their location via map. And you know, it's a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of extra brain space you have to give to uh, you know, mundane things that we now don't have to because, you know, shit, the iPhone take care of a lot of different things that we don't even realize. Like, right. I don't have to, once I put in my calendar, stuff in my calendar, I don't got to remember it. It's there. I just, I just got to remember to check the calendar, right? So a lot of extra freedom you have mentally is so just kind of staring to the sky and 
have different thoughts to it. Yeah, like uh, when when I'm sure when my mom was a kid, her dad was her dad was an auto worker in Detroit, right? And mm-hmm. at the time, this motherfucker didn't have free time to to think about aliens. But now, let's say you work at the Amazon plant. Assuming Jeff Bezos isn't beating you with a whip, you do have some extra time to check your phone and maybe yeah. spot some of these UFOs that the U.S. is is posting online and being like, yeah, we saw some. We don't know what it is, yeah. but here it is kind of thing. And the U.S. usually when they they do see something, they don't just own it. They always say, oh, maybe it's China or Russia. Like, uh-huh. No. You know, goddamn well, China, Russia don't have the bo- <laughs> don't have the balls yep. to fly something random over U.S. soil. They're yeah. not doing that. Period. That, They're not. That's not how that works. That's not how that works, fam. <laughs> like you would have shot out the sky if you knew it. You would have saw it take off from China. You know. Yeah. Let me ask you this though, because I, I I like what you're saying. I think what you're saying has a lot of validity to it. What do you do then? Why do you think that they're showing us the this footage? What's the point? The footage that they seen, yeah, because they are showing us videos now, right? Like they, they've, they've at least posted some videos, and they've allowed a, allowed a few people to like speak up and say, like, "Hey, I was yeah. flying the plane that day. Shit was wild. It started spinning. It drove off on me. Skirt, skirt." Like, what, what do you think their goal is when they say that? I think it's the same reason the police are starting to keep other police accountable. Ooh. They have to. Everybody has cameras in their pockets. Oh. He's like, you're going to find out. You're going to find out anyway. So let's pretend like we were trying to fix this problem in the, in the, since the beginning. Oh, you know, so, so the, damn. The, they, Hold on. Wait a minute. Come on now, hit me. I, well, I gave you one. You talked through it. And now this one. <laughs> That's too. What's the record? What's the record on the pod? Oh, uh, we know. usually don't even do that that much, but you're Bruh. you're loving my, it, so I'm gonna give it to you. You'll hey, break I'm, the record today. <laughs> I'm breaking the record, bro. <laughs> Here's what I'll say. I like that. That does make a fair amount of sense. It's it's similar to body cams, right? That like police started putting on body cams as a demonstration of accountability, despite the fact that even while wearing the body cams, they will happily shoot a person in the face and and be like, hey, man, he was wilding. But that said, they can at least say, no, look at us making the effort. I think in the same way, by your suggestion, the government is going, no, we're making an effort. See, we'll show you the thing. We don't know what it is. It's wilding. But now you know, we know what you're saying isn't completely fabricated. Yeah. Uh, Last question before we go to break. So you believe in the possibility of all of this. You believe that they're training these aliens to do this thing. My question, and this is a question that's been lingering in my heart ever since I read your theory. What do you think we can do about it? Is there anything that we can do to prevent them from training a new species to beat our ass and take land from people who look like us? Somebody is going to have to fuck an alien. And that's what, comes, yeah, that's what it's come down to. We have to show them the the highest act of love that we can <laughs> to show them, hey, man, it's all love over here. We are not yeah, the yeah, ones, yeah. you know? So nonviolent yep. resistance, I think, will actually, I don't think it works with the whites as much, but yeah. nonviolence <laughs> for aliens, I think, is the way to go, you know? Sure. People are going to have to die. But right. I think once we get past 
that barricade, like whoever gets, um, you know, captured first, is going to have to take an L and have sex with an alien. Right. Because the first person who tries yeah. to fuck that alien, they're going to get their dick ripped off. Like that's, For sure. For there's, sure. The alien's not going to be friendly to the idea <laughs> at first. They've been trained to see you as an enemy, and then here you are now mm-hmm. pulling out uh, an erection towards them. They're yeah. really going to be unhappy. Yeah. But you're saying that if enough people venture forward and hold out their hand, mm-hmm. much like Jane Goodall does to them chimps, at yeah. some point, the alien is going to soften enough to allow them inside of uh, inside of their their body. I we don't even know yeah. if they got bodies. And and I don't think we should just go straight to sex. Oh, but I think we should be willing to take it there if need be. I think we should start you. with conversation. Yeah, they don't understand. <laughs> then we'll try it. If they don't understand English, we'll try a hug. Yeah, you know, just escalate it. Yeah, you know, and then we're like, look, I love that. I'll fuck you. I, you made it Just very to show clear. us all love. You know, this is not us. sexual assault. This is At very all. much a consensual, loving relationship yeah. with an alien. Show me the guy that was slapped. Show me a picture of the guy that was slapping you in that cave, <laughs> and I'll show you blackface. That's not that wasn't us. That wasn't us. <laughs> that wasn't us. He didn't make love to you like this. Hush. <laughs> Lay down. At all. <laughs> Don't I speak. love that. <laughs> We're going to take a break. We'll be back with more Chin to do and more My Mama Told Me. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. 
podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. And we are back. Yeah, we're back here with more Chinadu and Naga. We're still talking about the possibility that that aliens are out there and they are posing a threat to anybody who looks at all ethnic. I guess mostly black people, but probably uh, anybody who's darker than than a brown paper bag. It sounds like they're going to beat your ass and take your land. Is there any possibility in your mind that at the point that we have sex with these aliens and change their their minds that we could yeah. uh we could flip this and then train them to kill whitey is that a, is that the plan or are we better than that we're better than that it's just not in our hearts if, if mm. that was we would have been done it by now right sure. it's just and, and that's why we always end up you know towards the end of the stick it's just not in us to to do that i don't think it's genuinely in humans yep you know i think um you know White folks just take things a little bit far. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so by yeah. your suggestion, white people are literally denying their human nature in the the way that they treat the other people around them. Yeah, of course. And we all know it's not, it's not all you have to say is not all white folks because we know that, right? But sure. I think human nature is naturally to be good. Yeah. But I think when greed comes into the picture, et cetera, et cetera, I think there's no one better than uh than white guys. Sure. <laughs> when it comes to taking it too far. <laughs> if, they, if you need a motherfucker to take it too far, you call a white man. Hey, man, you know, black, even black people like, hey, you, you ever see the black dude get a jump? <laughs> My other black people, they, the one of the black dudes from the game, like, hey, yo, 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 man, that's cool, man. Chill, 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 man. Yeah. <laughs> we just, <laughs> there's a limit. <laughs> sure, but if you need a motherfucker to, to start biting his nose, you send in a white guy. Man, he's not going to bite his nose. He's like, man, let's take his shoes and we're just <laughs> move into his house. <laughs> let's wear him around his wife till let's she wear, gets scared. Yeah. <laughs> let's put him to work, you know? All right. So, let's jump into this research because we, right. we have a, quite a bit to, to dig into. So uh, the government doesn't, you know, I try to Google all of these things, but the government doesn't exactly put up a lot of their racist alien training videos on the mm. internet. That's not a thing that you can easily come across. It's just a, a man in a MIB suit beating the shit out of an alien while wearing blackface. <laughs> That's it's not a thing. But however, there is a fair amount of sort of racist shit that has been sort of uh, made its way into space. This is a great example of what I mean, 
In August of 2020, NASA actually had to make an announcement that they were going to stop using racist nicknames for cosmic objects. NASA, you know, the famous one. (laughs) They had to like make a public announcement that like, hey, y'all, we've been calling these objects out in space racist shit for a while now, and we need to apologize. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. The fact is there's not a Confederate flag on the moon already. Right. It's surprising. (laughs) (laughs) So so one of the things that they had to apologize for, and I'm going to to preemptively apologize because I'm merely quoting, and a lot of my listeners are very decent people who get upset with me when language is coarse. And these niggas don't know how to appreciate the care that I put into all of this. But one of the, the things that they had to apologize for is that basically they got called out for calling a planetary nebula Eskimo. They had picked an entire like nebula of planets and called it Eskimo. And then I looked up what Eskimo means because I never understood why that was offensive or where that even came from. But apparently Eskimo directly translates to people who eat raw meat. So so it makes sense why the indigenous people of those regions would be offended because they're essentially being called cannibals by white people every time anyone had called them Eskimo. And then on top of that, these people at NASA, literal rocket scientists, were calling a planetary uh, nebulous that for no apparent reason at all. Hmm. Now, the sushi count as raw meat or is that <laughs> or a, a, a separate category? Because I might be sure. I might be an Eskimo. (laughs) (laughs) I think it does technically count as raw meat, although I don't presume that that's why they were calling them that. I don't think they were like, these sushi-eating motherfuckers, (laughs) they were like, they were like, he probably eat Susan legs, and I I fucking hate him. (laughs) So an additional term that Mm -hmm. sort of had made its way to uh, some of these cosmic objects, they had called a different cluster of planets, Siamese Twins Galaxy. Siamese Twins Galaxy, which up until this year, I didn't even know was offensive. But as it turns out, Siamese comes from an actual region. It's not just like a thing that we we call a cat. You know what I mean? I thought it was just cats. But it turns out that there's an actual place called Siam uh, or Siam. I don't know which one it is. But either Mm -hmm. way, they don't like it when you just make fun of uh, the one time they had adjoined twins and uh, name galaxies after it. Oh, so the first twins that were connected yep. were probably discovered in Siam or Siam. Yeah. And so they became Siamese twins. Low key, it might have been a name they came up themselves or their manager. Because <laughs> 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 you know they was, they was put to work. Oh, uh, you mean like this was a marketing ploy? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, as soon as they could walk, like, yo, man, we make hella money, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some tour, da-da-da-da, they, they brainstormed some names, and it came with Siamese twins. And I think it could have been a thing where people didn't realize that Siam was a real place. They just thought, when you're connected, it must mean Siamese. Yeah. And so that's how the name probably took forth. So I'm not even mad at NASA for that one. Okay, so you're real forgiving of the white devil today, and I I, I respect yeah. your choice in all of this for 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 that one. 
for that. <laughs> okay. Well, what I'll say, and maybe this will help uh, help sway you in a different direction, is mm-hmm. that whether you agree with sort of these miscalculations on NASA's part, what I will say is if they are struggling with these ideas in mm-hmm. 2020, at the time that this article sort of came out and these announcements came out, then what do you think they were calling these uh, cosmic clusters before 2020 back in exactly. 19, you know 1960 Ten. when Bats. you know what i mean when the shit mm-hmm. was really popping you yep. know they were looking up at the sky and being like look at this old uh jigaboo jupiter up there or whatever right. the fuck it was they called the moon michael jackson face all types <laughs> of fucked up shit they probably really fuck up name for a black hole oh man you know this is a, this is a, Black bottom. <laughs> Look at Nell Carter's anus up there, you know, right. black hole. Samuel H. Jackson's <laughs> anus tunnel. Yeah, they probably <laughs> said horrific things. Yeah. And, and it only goes to support the possibility that the people directly in contact, most likely to be directly in contact with these aliens, clearly have a bias against people of color and people mm-hmm. who are not of the caucus region. So we should all be suspicious and worried that they haven't <laughs> been giving us calculated updates about mm-hmm. these unidentified objects that they discovered because they are maliciously teaching them to hate black people first. I'm listening. People of color. Listen, I do not I'm, be surprised. I'm I'm getting closer and closer to fully believing your theory. Build your bunker, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because remember that movie with the the black woman that actually I, I forgot what they created. There was the NASA movie. Mm-hmm. It was like a civil rights NASA movie. Oh, uh, Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures. Yep. I'm pretty sure there was a scene where they were like had issues with the way they was naming planets and shit, but they probably yeah. cut it. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, you like, can't call it monkey space ball. You gotta be respectful. Yeah, be Stop respectful. that. Shut up. <laughs> walk. Now you walk real far to use the bathroom, bitch. Fuck you. Right. We got, we got to get it down to 147. We need some scenes to cut. What about the Jigaboo stars? All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows about that anyway. Yeah, it seems superfluous. We ain't got to tell on ourselves on that one. Exactly. Okay. This is this is another article that I read. And I think this one actually uh sit it sat weird in my spirit. I'll be honest with you. I read this article that that exhausted the shit out of me called and it was on this this website called The Conversation. Mm. And it was titled How Hollywood's Alien and Predator Movies Reinforce Anti Black Racism. It's the title, is that alien and and the premise is that alien and predator both reinforce anti-black racism. And in the article, the author makes this claim that there is a direct correlation between the way black women were presented and treated in this film, in Alien, as these soulless baby-making machines, much in the way that they are in American society, and that the mother alien, who is a giant and sort of like this giant tar-covered uh, monster is in fact representative of black women and the way that they are constantly forced to breed and churn out evil spawn. So her argument is that the alien resembled, it looked like black people and she took it as this. 
I think her, I think this author's argument is that the alien is more figuratively representing black women in sort of like its threat in that, like it's unbeatable, it's large, it's scary, and it keeps making more and more black babies. And I took offense to this largely in that I look, I know a lot of black women. I'm not an expert on black women, but I know a fair amount of them. And I've never met a single black woman on this planet who was watching Alien, saw that big ass molasses covered devil lizard and thought, damn, that bitch looked like me. That that, that's me up there. That's me represented on screen. Yeah. Yeah. I can't get with her on this one just because. Even if I'm sure she did her research, maybe, or just, you know, maybe she just, you know, she was just feeling a certain way when she saw that movie. Yes. But I think <laughs> Black people in general, we have to be more selective with mm-hmm. the, <laughs> the arguments <laughs> we want to get behind because it's, it's very counterproductive to the things we should be focusing on. Yeah, I'm yep. not about to sit here and argue about fucking alien. That ain't got nothing to do we, with me. At all. This is too, this is easy ammo for Candace Owens to grab. Yeah, and gain a whole another million followers. So I think yeah, it, let's pick apart some shit that actually happened. There are some bad imagery. There's some terrible imagery in yeah. the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm nice. a big Dragon Ball Z fan. There's a whole fucking character on there named Mr. Popo who is literally in blackface and wears a turban. Let's talk about Mr. Popo. But I ain't about to fuck around with the alien that doesn't look like black women, doesn't even speak English, and then pretend like it's meant to be a black person. A black person. Now, if he had on some Tims, (laughs) you might might have a case. Like, why does alien in Tims, man, just killing everybody? Why does that alien keep smoking (laughs) menthol cigarettes and talking about jazz? I think that alien is black. You know? But other than that, I think as long as the alien is barefooted, he's not working. (laughs) And he... Fubu or anything like that. I think we could <laughs> safely say it's just an outer space creature, and uh, you know, just enjoy the movie. <laughs> Poor universe by universe, of course. Right, exactly. <laughs> Similarly, this article also made some claims that the dreads on the predator monster and the inexplicable violence that these aliens sort of like uh, enact is the same way that black men are viewed in America. That like because they have these long dreads and they're like these scary faced, unbeatable monsters, they represent uh, black men. I assume you feel similarly as the alien monster. Uh, Man, there's not a day that I don't wake up and think these niggas are staring at my dreads (laughs) (laughs) and they're terrified, you know? And I mean, look, now that that there is there are people out there who are like, you know, they relate dreads to either drugs or mm-hmm. violence sure once again the man has scales yellow eyes yeah uh, probably has something sticking from his forehead yeah maybe some wings really large gut it wasn't us. <laughs> okay all right it wasn't us it wasn't Just, us that it, that ain't got to be you if you don't if you don't force that to be you it could be literally a- anything anybody yeah you know anybody i think i think uh you know sometimes aliens are they, they're killed by the sun and i've seen a lot of movies mm-hmm. where aliens are killed by the sun white folks could easily write an article these aliens <laughs> obviously are us the way we dominate planets and make people <laughs> slaves so look at the way they're killed by the sun they're trying to make us sink yep we all could find an angle i say we all just sit down enjoy the fiction 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, I 100% agree. And I do think that while I think these correlations are uh, borderline psychotic, I think that they're, <laughs> they're pretty fucking dumb. I will say that it did get me thinking about depictions of black people in film. And while I yeah, don't yeah. necessarily see myself as any character in Alien or in Predator or any of these things, I do think that there is a vast history of television and film where black people are portrayed in a way that I don't necessarily care for. And to your point, there's some possibility if I were to try to brainwash aliens and I needed black people as resources to make them hate, then I'm just going to show them a bunch of years and years and years of bad, fucked up television to get yep. them there. You know That's what I it. mean? That's it. Just show them sliced up clips of the most violent black movies you could find. Hell yeah. Tell them it's real life. Yeah. Mix in some news, etc. Maybe some videos of Mike Tyson just knocking people out. Yeah, and be like, "Yo, man, we got to do something about these people." You just show them be like, you "Yes, yeah." You just show them clips of like roots, and then the, for some reason the Popeyes lady. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. mix that together. And, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Yeah, <laughs> love that just, chicken from Popeyes, mm -hmm. and then just yep. a nigga getting his foot chopped off, and you're like, "Whoa, these are for bad real. people." They probably they probably make them love chickens. They probably put a bunch of chickens inside the aliens' caves, mm -hmm. and they use them as pets. And then they show a <laughs> bunch of pe black people just eating chicken. I, 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 I. You're like, oh, they're <laughs> killing your friends. Get out there and stop them. Yeah. Then they drop you them build, off in Africa. You can build these correlations, and they have literally hundred a hundred years of footage yep. to, to pull from of just hateful, backwards imagery. Even Man. if, like, for example, even if they cut up the Cosby show, you know what I mean? They would still have to be like, oh, by the way, this is arguably the most evil nigga this planet has ever known. Do you know what I mean? Facts, like, there's facts. And he's been released. And he's still out there. You got to take him down. <laughs> Release the crackhead. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So the last point that I'll make before we go to another break, the last point that I'll make is that many people have claimed one of the clearest dismissals of black and brown contributions is this show called Ancient Aliens. Have you heard of Ancient Aliens? No. So Ancient Aliens, uh, for the if you're not familiar, and for those of you at home who aren't familiar, is basically this uh, fake history show where they basically go to like these ancient artifacts, things like the pyramids in Egypt, right? And they mm -hmm. claim that the pyramids may not have in fact been built by the Egyptians and instead could have been built by alien species who like came down and did us a favor thousands right. of years ago. And then, then dipped. And then dipped. And so a lot of people have claimed that, look, that's a, that's a clearly racist theory, right? That you're mm -hmm. presuming that aliens could have done it, but black and brown people couldn't have. And the, right. the people who, who did, who clearly knew math and had all kinds of weird ways of building things that we don't even understand today are somehow less than, but these creatures from another planet are not, right? That's right. the argument that a lot of people make. Now, here's where it gets interesting, because if you put the ancient aliens theory in a blender, what it may be, possible at least, is let's say these aliens did, in fact, if aliens do exist and aliens did, in fact, 
do us this favor and build us these pyramids. What white people might be doing is using things like ancient aliens to be like, look at these black people trying to take credit for the Mm. thing that you built thousands of years ago. Yeah. Now, but if the aliens did us a favor, they don't need credit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're, they're not looking for awards. They're sure. like, yeah, we just, it was a quick, quick stop. Yeah, quick yeah, stop. Yeah. You guys, the, the housing situation you guys <laughs> had wasn't really our thing. So we just kind of <laughs> built some three quick huts and dipped out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep that. Yeah. You know? They're like, hey, we stopping by the pyramid spot. If y'all want one, we'll we'll snatch it up. They ain't tripping. They ain't tripping on losing that credit. And I actually have seen now. Now, when you were talking about, I have seen. Uh, I think I have seen this documentary. Yeah. There's also another theory. Yeah. Which kind of combines the two that giants actually existed at one time. Whoa. And giants created the pyramids because essentially they're saying there the technology needed to create those pyramids wasn't around yet at that time, or maybe yeah. it was, but you killed the niggas off that knew how to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know, was, you know, saying before they taught you. So, the, but there's another theory that people were so big that giants used to exist. And I'll, do you know who Boban is? Uh, the, the NBA player? Yes, the center. Yeah, for of Dallas. course. If yeah. you ever took a really close look at his face, he looks like... Oh, no, he's... He's tough of, to look at. Yeah. 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 He, the way his ears are shaped, like he looks like a, like a nigga, like a Disney character, like a giant, yeah. like a real life, like, pre, you know, like people like the dinosaurs went extinct. But every now yeah. and then you'll see like some really large crocodile who obviously has been around since the dinosaurs. It technically is a crocodile, but it ain't the crocodile we know. It's He's more humanoid than he is human, if that right. makes sense. Yeah. Exactly. So I think like Bobon is a descendant from these giants that used to be around. Right. You know, and that gene pool is kind of still stuck in us. So every now and then they'll pop up. Yep. You know, your, I think your Yao Mings, your your Bobons, sure. Yeah. And he was probably among the shorter versions of the giants. He oh, was he's probably, gotta be. Oh yeah. He was the, you know, the small person, right? <laughs> of the giants. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like Shaq. Uh, Shaq is one of them too. Yep, it's like Hagrid from uh, Harry Potter. He yeah. he was he was the love child of a uh, giant and a a regular human being, and thus made a, a like seven eight foot man, but not uh, entirely uh, giant person. One hundred percent, I think. So it's a combination of yes, it wasn't the Africans that we know and love and are used to, but yep. it was the the African, the giant African version, maybe mm. that built the pyramids. Mind you, I think it was there were just regular Africans that built it, but it could have been like just really giant people that did it. Wow. This is important stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that you did all that and then you took a bite of something. You're like, so, nah, I did a, my work. <laughs> some plantains. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to take one more break. We'll be back with more Chinadu and more My Mama Told Me. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. It's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And... We are back. Can you lend a nigga a pencil? Yeah, we're back here with more Chinadu and Naga. More my mama told me. We're still talking about the possibility that aliens are out there and they don't care for us. And also there were giants at one point. I don't know. It got weird, but we're back. And and we... (laughs) Now we're going to play a game. You ready to play a game? Let's do it. Let's play a game. This is a classic on the show. It's one of my favorites. It's a game called White White Lies. Ugly. You are disgusting. I'm going to kill you. Give me $200. White Lies. It's a fun game in which I will introduce to you a conspiracy theory that Mm -hmm. is widely held in the white community, one that white people have long believed in. And what I would love for you to do is unpack why you think it is that they believe in this conspiracy theory. Why do you think this conspiracy theory is so important to the whites? Okay, Okay. 
Yeah. This is a fun one. It's a classic. It's one I've been hearing for for decades now. There is a theory that Richard Gere of Pretty Woman fame, Richard Gere, very uh, handsome man, always been gray. I don't know why, but Richard Gere apparently used to put live gerbils up his butt. He would put live gerbils in his anus for sexual arousal. This was some version of uh, a way to to stimulate his his prostate and G spot, and then uh, would use live gerbils in his anus. Why, Chenadu? Do you think white people hold so fast to this conspiracy theory? Well, I just want to be clear that this is the um, first ever <laughs> first time I've heard this of a human doing this, let alone Richard Gere. <laughs> Richard Gere apparently is real into it. And I think white folks truly believe in this because it is so out there. It has to be true. Well, it has to be true. Yeah, it has to be something like that. No one thinks of like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna think of a rumor to mm-hmm. ruin, ruin Richard Gere. Yeah, what is something that people will believe? You no know, one thinks of Dermal in the booty hole. Yep. <laughs> you know? Did I say the pet name right? What do they call it? I use that gerbil in the booty hole. And gerbil that, in the booty hole. I believe that is the medical term that uh <laughs> Yeah, it's a gerbil in the booty hole itis. Very rare case when it happens when the gerbil do- doesn't get out. It's ugly. No, it's in there. So I, I think it's so out there, that's why you think it's true. And I've I've held a hamster, which I think is a part of the gerbil family. Yeah, hey, they gotta be cousins. They very similar, very yep. soft. Yeah. Very soft. If you held up a gerbil and a hamster, I wouldn't be like, and you're like, which one's which? I wouldn't be like, you stupid bitch. This yeah, is obviously same a hamster. <laughs> right. This one's a gerbil. I'd be like, nah, you, I, you got me. You got me, bro. <laughs> and so I would imagine um, I never dabbled with the booty hole, per se, yep. putting anything sure. inside there. But gerbils are furry and they do move. <laughs> they are very soft. And they do yeah. move in a way that's very random, and it could be very... <laughs> right. They like to tunnel, and you got a tunnel built in. They like to tunnel. Mm-hmm. That's a good point, bro. They do like to tunnel, man. And I think gerbils are just the right size where they can't get into your large intestines. They'll get stuck, oh. and, then, and then realize the only way out is this way, so they'll turn around. Oh, so they're not, by yeah. that suggestion, they're not so insane that they're just going to keep tunneling until they like make it back out your throat. They're going to, right. They're going to turn back around. Yeah. They can't even get through. They're like, oh no, this is the wrong way. Obviously. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think when they turn around, that's when Richard Gere, he orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> like now nah, they feel good going in, but wait till they come out. That's, wait till, wait till they turn around. That's when old Mr. <laughs> Gear uh, turns it up a notch. Hey, man, look, you know, he's that if that's true, that's the most uh, Illuminati thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I will say that that I think you, you've you made a, a really important point in that there are a lot of silly things that get made up about celebrities and celebrity mm-hmm. behavior that that are easy to believe and sometimes disappointing when we find out that we just are making up mean things about real human beings. Right. But it is such an outlandish suggestion that there are it feels like there has to be a level of truth to it. That yeah. Even if it isn't exactly correct that it is a gerbil or that he does it a bunch of times, it feels like, man, you tried it once. Come on, Richard yeah. Gere. There's a reason they bring this up all the time about you and your behavior. Right. Or it was 
it's like truth adjacent. Mm-hmm. Where the real story is he lost track of his pet. He likes to write naked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sat down in his seat. The gerbil got sure. lost in his booty. Had yeah. to go to the hospital to get it taken out. Yeah. The doctor, doctor talks too much. Breaks patient, doctor, co- you know, confidentiality. Yeah. Tells a friend and then the rumor spreads. And to to that doctor's credit, if Richard Gere walked in my office and told mm. me he had a pet in his asshole, <laughs> I would say, yeah, I'm going to call my wife on this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, honey, <laughs> let's let's go out for dinner hey. tonight. I got a story. Tonight, we've got something to chat about. Most yeah. days, I got no gossip. But Fact. today, I got a little taste of something you're going to like. Yeah, and I can't tell this over your your trash casserole. Let's, let's <laughs> have a nice meal so I can tell you the story. <laughs> Baby girl, we're going to Applebee's. Richard Gere got a, got a gerbil in his asshole. No, he didn't. <laughs> Just wait till we sit down. <laughs> wait till we get the apps. I won't say anymore. I have x-rays. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we did it. Chinadu, we, we nailed it. This was a, a lovely time. Could you tell the people at home where they can find you? What cool shit you have going on? Um, you can find me on IG at Chinadu Unaka, C-H-I-N-E-D-U, last name U-N-A-K-A, or on Twitter at Chinadu Comedy. Besides that, can download my comedy album, Mostly Kidding. And uh, I'm going to be on an episode of Insecure, the new last season. Hey. Yeah, other than that, man, just drinking my water, bro. Drinking my water, trying to get some rest every now and then. Hell yeah. So follow Chinadu and watch uh, Insecure. Follow him online. And of course, Drink your water as well. Don't you dehydrated bitches listen to this episode. You better do it hydrated. And you can always follow me at Langston Kerman uh, on Instagram and Twitter. And please like, subscribe, review, do all the things you're supposed to do to a podcast. Don't be stingy, you stupid horse. Go ahead. Do the thing. And uh, okay, that's it. Bye. Peace. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. 
I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.